Oh my god. How cool. I love that. So exciting. Wow. Hi, I'm Pip and this is Jumbled Loves a Chat. Amazing. Love that it. Is stunning. That is like so flipping true. Just come and get your coffee. <laughs> Cheers to that. Today's guest smells and sounds like a dream. Sounds strange, I know, but you'll get it soon. She mixes memories and dreams, creating handcrafted small batch scents for daydreamers, romantics, brands, and locations. It's with great pleasure that I get to welcome Amanda Stevens from Rewild Co. to our podcast, Jumbled Loves a Chat. Welcome. Hi, Pip. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us today. And I'm very sorry about my tech issues. I've been <laughs> making her wait of, as I've been bumbling around. With, I'm hopeless. I'm so sorry. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Thank you. I've been so looking forward to this chat because I feel like you and your business and your journey will be so inspirational for the listeners today. So thank you. Oh, thank you for having me again. I just, I've, I've listened to your previous guests and I feel completely honoured to even be here. Oh, you're so lovely. So <laughs> I, I first discovered you on Instagram during lockdown. Um, I was scrolling through and I was, I was daydreaming about, you know, we were trying to tick off all those things that we'd been wanting, been dreaming about during um, COVID and one of our, the things that we wanted to do was create our own signature scent. And I wanted it to be about, you know, the travels to Morocco that I go on because, you know, obviously we're not traveling and it's the power of scent and memories that can transport you back. So that was, so when I Absolutely. started with you, I was so excited <laughs> and working with you was so much fun. And oh, I'm so work, glad to hear that. <laughs> if you work with Amanda, it's so flawless and so fabulous. So I can't recommend thank her you. enough. So you're going, <laughs> you're going to love it. Oh, thank you so much. That's that's very kind. <laughs> and we're about to get into it. Sorry, I keep talking. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> yesterday we launched not one but two fragrances that we created with um, Amanda called Sunrise and Sunset, and we're super proud of them. And we can't wait for everyone to smell them as well. But we better start by, can you let everyone know what you do at Rewild Co? Yeah, so Rewild Co is um, my perfumery brand. So I have my own range of scents and I create um, scents for other people and other brands and places. And um, it's very much a creative outlet. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so beautiful. And we better go back to the beginning. We better mm -hmm. rewind on rewind. <laughs> Where did you grow up? So I grew up in South South Australia yeah. um, <laughs> in a place. <laughs> I know I'd say that very slowly. <laughs> um, a twister. Yeah, in a place called um, Mount Gambier and also Panola, which is a little bit north. Uh, it was a small country town. Uh, very sports driven. Yeah. Um, so for, um, I was that kid that loved art and English. Um, so it, it, it was, it was a beautiful place to grow up though. It was very uh, small country town, everything you'd expect. 
Yeah. So you're obviously yeah. creative then. Yeah. I, um, I've always been uh, very creative and just had that love uh, for art and English. And it was, um, it was learning them was never a chore. Yeah. It never felt like a chore. It was just totally enjoyable. Oh. Um, and, you know, I'd spend hours on hours at the public library and I'd just say, you know, just, just park me and leave me. Um, you know, I'm happy here. This is my place. Mm-hmm. Um, but very much loved poetry books and would just art books and anything literature. I just love it. Oh, it sounds beautiful. So you're at school, you're loving yep. your art and your English. Yes. What did you do when you left school? Yeah, so career counselling was a pivotal moment and I'm did sure... Did you have one at school or we was did. it an external thing? No, it was one appointed by the school yeah. and I'm sure many people listening to this will, it will bring back memories for them as well. But I remember distinctly going in there and saying, well, they asked me, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? And (laughs) as a a 17-year-old, it's a very daunting question. And I said, art, I really want to do art. And they looked at me with that face and said, Amanda, art's not a job. Oh. But but we think you'd be great at admin. Oh, this this was a long time ago, Pip. Like yeah, you know, this was a long time ago. You know, back in those days. Yeah. Um, and so I nodded and admin. I know, right? Gosh. What a travesty. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's great, right? There's there's we need admin. Totally. Um, but it's let's just say it's not my strength. So I really don't know why it was suggested. Um, but as that 17 year old, I nodded politely and said, you know, you're the experts. Okay. I'll do admin. So <laughs> left school and, uh, worked in administration and then in retail and, um, even worked at a surf shop. Um, and after that, I sort of decided that I was, um, it wasn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I decided to move to the city and started uh, studying uh, makeup artistry, which I thought would be a really good creative outlet, which it was. It was brilliant. Yeah. Um, and after that, I moved here to the mountains in the Grampians. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that the, was the Grampians. Where is yes. that exactly? Yeah, so for people that don't know, the Grampians is about three hours west of Melbourne um, in Victoria, Australia. And it is the third, I think it's the third largest national park in Australia. So it's huge and it's absolutely stunning. And we live, I live with my husband and three children. Yeah. And we live in the valley of the mountains. So it's like this little valley with two mountain ranges quite close together. Yeah. So we live in there surrounded by forest and we have a billabong out the back. So mm. it's it's absolutely stunning. Like it's just beautiful. Sounds yeah. like a dream living there. Like <laughs> definitely when the borders open back up, it's I would love to come down and visit there. Oh, how, please do. How yeah. did you how did you end up there? So my husband was working here uh, when I met him. He's an ecologist and I 
it was either he moved to the city to be with me or I moved to the country to be with him. And when I, when I decided to move here, it was sort of like that gut feeling. Yeah. It was, it just, I don't know, it might've been naive, but it was that just felt right. It was my gut telling me, I think you need to do this. Yeah. Did you have kids then? No, I didn't have children, but I had all of my good friends were in the city and I had a great job and I lived by the beach. It was like this idyllic bubble that I was living in with no struggle. Um, And my friends, bless their socks, I I think they actually put bets on how long I would last. You know, (laughs) I, I think that one said six weeks. You know, so they weren't giving me much. (laughs) But my kind of friend said six months. Oh. (laughs) Um, So after 16 years, I've sort of proved them all wrong. (laughs) Um, And I just couldn't imagine being anywhere else. This is, this just feels right and it feels like home. Yeah. How many people live in your little town? 350. Oh. (laughs) And I think I know every one of them. Yeah. That's so special. It is. It's. It, it is just that um, beautiful small community that, um, yeah, you know, words can't describe how special that is. Yeah. So yeah. I guess like many people, you know, around our area here that often move mm-hmm. to a regional or country area for love, when you moved yeah. um, to the Grampians, was it... Um, yeah. Did you have a plan about what you were going to do? No. So you're doing makeup artistry. (laughs) Yeah. So I continued on with that and I ended up working for um, Estee Lauder and Aveda as well. But when I moved here, we became serial renovators, believe it or not, and did buildings and projects. So, you know, after 16 years and seven properties later, Oh, my uh, gosh. You should I, go on the block. No, no I really shouldn't. <laughs> I don't think I'd cope. Um, but I decided to, I just recently, we sold our last one and I decided to hang up my renovating boots to reclaim my spare time. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, you're busy yep. now. So I guess that brings yep. us to perfume. Yes. When did you first start making perfume? Yeah, so it's been a hobby for about 19 years yeah. and, you know, it was, I did it in saying hobby, I, I did it for joy. Yeah. Um, and over those 19 years, I've done a lot of informal and formal training. But last year, I decided to move it into being more full time. Yeah. And it wasn't so much about creating a business. It was more about being able to create more and being able to share more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so lovely. So, yeah. Do you remember the first perfume that you ever made? Well, it was more about, I think first it was, it was really becoming um, addicted to scent, really. That's where it really first started. And, you know, I have specific moments, uh, memories of, and I'm sure everyone does as well, where you smell something and it's like nothing else exists at that very moment. Like it captures you entirely for a moment. And, you know, I have this memory of high school and walking across the yard and it was a 
you know, I remember it was a nice sunny day and the grass had just been cut and I remember who I was with and what I was talking about and it was that smell of freshly cut grass. Yeah. So every time I smell that, it takes me back to that very moment. So my true love of scent began when I realised that scent allowed me to have access to a time and place that no longer existed. Oh, that's so lovely. That's that's it, really the beauty of fragrance, isn't it? I love that. It is. It is. And it's like it, you, can, you can time travel in your mind. You can, back to that very moment. Um, and how special is that? And isn't you know? it, do you find it interesting that... Um, that it is so personal, that yes. it it's kind of smells different on different people. Yes. Maybe people are smelling it differently. You're not really sure. but And the memories that yep. different fragrances evoke. Absolutely. And it's very much um, each person's experience at that time, you know, what they see and what they hear and what they felt is to how it will align with that scent, which makes it even more incredible. So I think that's when I first really fell in love with scent is when I had that epiphany that that's what it could do. Um, and ever since I would seek scent out, you know, I remember going in my grandparents' um, farmhouse and they had these colitis pines at the front and I would just go and sit underneath them in pine cones and sniff the pine. Oh. It was just, it was just beautiful. And I would always put my hand up to help grandpa in the shearing shed because it would be that smell of lanolin. You know, anyone that's been on a sheep farm, that creamy, buttery, you know, beautiful lanolin smell. Um, so I was always, uh, unbeknownst to me, always seeking out those scent experiences to try and create those joyous memories. Oh, I love that. That's so <laughs> lovely. I was just taking me back, even you did. <laughs> I was just yeah. sort of taken off into my own childhood of um, yeah. hearing sheds and things like that. It's so lovely. <laughs> so what was your aim and, and your purpose when you started yep. Rewild Co? And yep. did you foresee then where you are now? No, it, it was, to be honest, it was born of joy and I just wanted to create. I didn't. I didn't know what, I didn't know why. It was just, I just feel like I need to put things together and to, uh, to create my own art, if that makes sense, you know, in a certain way. Um, I knew what I didn't want and this uh, Rewild is so much about um, being authentic and appreci appreciating the natural environment and the natural aromas and smells as opposed to the synthetic, which... I guess have become so prevalent, um, mm. you know, especially through the nineties and two thousands as well. Um, there was that blur. So I really wanted to bring the natural back yeah, in a, in a very artisan and slow way. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You only use ethically sourced ingredients as well. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and why is that important to you? And otherwise where do the fragrances come from as well because Jess and I were like oh I wonder what and ethically where, where they come from yeah yeah so every single ingredient that I have yeah um I have sourced ethically so I want to make sure that I know where it's grown I know that there's certifications there I want to know that 
um, you know, they haven't knocked down old growth forest for the plantation. I, I want to know these things and they all sit with me. And it's not so much that I share all of that information, but it's more a, an internal moral compass that I have Yes, um, that's important to me uh, because I live in wilderness. And if this is destroyed, I mean, it's so beautiful. How could you? You know, I don't want, I don't want that. But there is also joy in using the natural as well. Yeah. I guess it all makes for the story as well. You know, yeah. it's like the yeah. ethos behind your brand. Mm. Everything that you do, all the photos that you take, I feel yeah. all your branding is so bang on and so oh, authentic and beautiful that it is, you know, your creative art. Like I can see yeah. that. It's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I just, every everything I do, I want to make sure that it is beautiful um, because, I mean, what a gift. If that's what you're creating, what a gift. Yeah, yeah. To Not yourself so. and to others. Yeah. So it was first a hobby and then I guess yep. it slowly became a viable sort of business, yes. like, yep. you know, artisanal and creative. And now yep. recently it's become a lot busier. Has yes. there been like a particular tipping point or has it been a slow burn? Is there something you can pinpoint? Well, it, um, it was a slow burn to start with. Um, but all of a sudden it's just exploded yeah. and I really don't know why Yeah, because I feel like you know, I haven't really changed at all. It's just, I think other people have loved it and they've run with it. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Um, so other people have sort of carried it for me, which has just been so gracious. Like it's just, it, it's just lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mia Friedman or someone on Instagram yeah. must have been talking about you. I was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> so I guess it's um, word of mouth for you. Oh, it has been. It has been. I'm very appreciative. And what gives you the most joy in your business? Oh, what gives me the most joy? Um, definitely the creating side. Yeah. And the story behind the sense as well. Mm-hmm. And being able to be in that creative bubble, you know, think mad scientist. That's my really happy place. Yeah. It's like no distractions, being being in that other world. <clears throat> um, that's that's probably the best, the best part of it. Definitely not the admin. <laughs> oh, I was gonna ask then next, what's the most <laughs> challenging part of Rewild? Yeah. Um, you should be then, good at admin. I know I should be. I'm really not, though. The careers <laughs> advisor could see you now. <laughs> I know. I know. I haven't looked back, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, yeah, look, admin is not my strong point. And my husband would also say tidying yeah. and keeping my studio tidy. Um, I don't allow a lot of time for that because, let's be honest, that's not my favourite part. No. Do you ever mix something and it just smells horrible? Yes, all the time. Okay. I wondered that. (laughs) Look, I think um, that you can really, when you're creating, you can really fall into that trap of fear Mm -hmm. Uh, and it can be quite paralysing if you don't push through and allow yourself to fail a lot. Do you mean Um, fear in, in what part? 
fear in failing, fear yeah. in creating something bad, fear yeah. in um, not meeting your own expectations or standards. Yeah. yeah. And I think living here, living in the mountains, it taught me that um, imperfection is fine. You know, the Australian bush is perfectly imperfect mm-hmm. and yeah. it allows yeah, it allows that deeper acceptance of personal art and artistic imperfection as well. Yeah. Um, you know, the impermanence and the imperfection, it's all very, you know, deep and um, moving and it's so important. So from that, you can give you the confidence to fail. And yeah. there are a lot of a lot of beakers that have been thrown, you know, in the down the down the sink (laughs) i guess it'd be like a canvas for an artist as well is essentially what you're doing like a painting that doesn't work out yes you just go you put it down to you you need to have the confidence to say why didn't it work yeah yeah you know and be aware of why it didn't work and really scrutinize that and um you know really investigate it because the best thing you can do is learn from that Mm. And if you're too scared to question your own failures, then you don't learn. Yeah. I know. Damn. (laughs) What what emotions are you feeling when you're creating a perfume? Um, All different sorts. It depends what I'm creating. So if, if I'm creating for a, a place, I really like to try and get into that bubble and into that story. So I try and feel what they're feeling. An accommodation place might yeah, be wanting a yes. signature scent. So, yeah. Yes. Yep. So just trying to put myself in that experience, I will try and experience that. I won't bring my own emotions into it, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, or if I'm creating for a person, I mean, people are all different. So you've got to try and feel what they're feeling. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. So it's not joy all the time. <laughs> no. That's no. good. And how do you sell fragrance online? when people can't smell it? Oh, that's such a good question. And I, uh, you know, it was really interesting because when I, before I put, uh, started the website, I remember saying to someone that I'm selling perfume online and they screwed up their nose and they said, that won't work. Oh, people. I know. And I love, you know what? I love that because I dig my heels in and say, watch me. Yeah. (laughs) So I just decided that if I was going to expect someone to experience this scent or this perfume, I needed to try and put them in my story. Yeah. You know, and you can do that really well with an image and really well with words. Yeah. So I had to try and it's like writing this tiny little article on, you know, a place, a travel Travel journalist does the same thing, trying to take someone there through words and pictures. So it's just the same. Yeah. (laughs) So obviously storytelling is really important in France. Absolutely. Absolutely. But to get it right as well, you want to do justice to that scent. Mm. And you also do masterclass scent making classes. And I was reading about those online, the reviews, and Jess and I were just like, oh, my gosh, we have to go there. We walk people through the bush and you do it yeah. like yeah sounds amazing what um led you to run classes and what do you love about them oh, look i do the odd class yeah. and this year i had planned to actually travel up the east coast and run classes but that oh. wasn't to be i know i had 
had it all planned out. But can you come wasn't to Orange <laughs> when you do your road trip, please? I will. Good, I promise. Good. <laughs> um, but I. I really wanted to do it because obviously living in a town of 350 people, there's not a lot of opportunity to have a good long chat. So I really, <laughs> I, um, I love meeting new people and I love, uh, you know, working with people and just being in that fun environment. So purely 100%, that's why I did it. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. Finish the lockdowns. So yes. I found you on Instagram, so it's yeah. clearly working for you. Yeah. Do you love or loathe social media? Oh, gosh. She's a beast, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a good way of describing it, actually. <laughs> I love it. I love it, but I needed. I need to put boundaries on it yeah. um, because I, I'm a very sensitive person and I think you have to... Not, I don't like the term thick skin. I really don't because I think I think having thin skin is such a gift. Yeah. Um, but I needed to put some boundaries on it. Yeah, from people saying like bad things or just um, the constantness of it all. Just the constantness of it. I think because I don't even you can, know if that's a word. Is that a word? Yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> we all we all know. Um, yeah. I think it's it, you can sort of fall into that trap of really falling into other people's stories a lot. I can. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do that. So I need to try and reserve my energy. So I, I cap my time. Yeah. But a really good tip that I was given was to, when you go on there, make it purposeful. Yeah. You know, it, sort of socialize be social with purpose don't go on there and mind be mindless um do it with purpose oh that is so good i think i yeah. really actually needed to hear that today so that's <laughs> really good so you've got three kids you've got a booming business with lots of yep. facets how how and and still in lockdown yes. how are you managing it all and do you feel like you have work-life balance oh uh, let's be honest, nothing's ever managed <laughs> very well. <laughs> um, there is, uh, I think, work-life balance is a myth. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes you have it and sometimes you don't. And mm. I think that's okay. People get so caught up in trying to maintain work-life balance when nothing lasts forever, nothing stays the same. So just sort of go with it, you know. Mm. Um, there, there's times when I can create more and there's times when I create less and it's just being in the right mind spot of just going, okay, I'm not creating as much now as I want to be, but that's okay. Getting a bit of perspective and knowing that it will come soon is, is all part of that. Um, but we've been, I've been homeschooling with my husband Yeah. And um, jointly, um, so we've been sort of um, splitting our work, and that's been a beautiful process, oh, honestly. It's yeah. Nice, Gosh, <laughs> mine was not. I think I've PTSD from my homeschooling experience, but um, you seem like a lovely mum. 
Oh, thank you. I, I don't know if my kids would um, use those words, <laughs> but I'll take it from you, Pip. Thank you. Um, but I, I don't know. I love my children and I feel very honoured to be their mum and I feel very grateful to have beautiful, healthy children. So, you know, some days are hard. I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to lie, but. If How old put, are they? How old are they again? I've got twins that are twin boys that are eleven and a little four year old pocket rocket (laughs) who's in intense. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. But if all else fails, you just put them outside, they run around and climb trees. Yeah. And that's the best type of schooling, really, isn't it? (laughs) Yep. And how did you start getting into signature scent creation for like brands, people and places? Yeah, it was um it was just something that I sort of stumbled across. I was obviously having this perfumery trade. I got approached by someone who asked me if I could design a scent for them. Yeah. And I, I, I'm a yes person. I like saying yes yeah. um, because even if it's going to be a challenge, I think, well, how do I, how do, I do it? It's sort of just, you know, you grow. So I said yes, and then I went, how do we, how can we best do this? You know, how can we get the best? How can we do the best? And I want the best for you. So um, that sort of led on this path of, well, maybe if this one person really wants this experience, maybe I could do this experience for more people. Mm. And with that came the the joy of creativity as well. So I just said, yes, let's do this. Yeah. And what's the design process like when someone contacts you? Yeah. So it's, um, I won't give too much away, (laughs) but it is the whole scent design is an experience in itself. Um, and I really wanted that, that experience for people. I wanted them to be part of it and experience the joy that I'm experiencing and to be part of the process. I don't want them to hand their baby over to me me create something and say, here it is, take it. Totally, yeah. So it had to be, it's, it's more of a collaborative approach. Um, and within that, I include my love for art and English and literature as well. Like it's all this beautiful little bubble. It is, it is <laughs> so fun. Like all my staff yeah. here, we had the greatest times. I, I your little the parcels arrived yeah. and we'd sit down with our coffee and our coffee beans and we write yeah. notes and worked out which ones <laughs> we liked the best and yeah. which ones we liked over time on ourselves yes. as well. That was really yeah. um, a, re- a lot of fun. Because how do you interpret a brief from someone mm. exactly that doesn't know what they want? That's very interesting. So firstly, I need to make sure they know what their brand is. Mm, You know, if they're not clear in it, then we do spend a lot of time going back and forth. So I'm clear with it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So what I'm asking them to do is to try and give me as much as they can so I can be in their moment. Yeah. So I can experience what they're experiencing. So like this jumbled sense, yeah. they're created from one moment in time. Yeah. So I need, to, I need to see what that moment is. I need to feel, 
you know, what does that moment feel like? So I need to get as much from them as possible. So I do, I'm one of those people that asks a lot of questions, um, which can get quite irritating, but I need to establish exactly what, what it is that we're wanting to do. Yeah. What do you love about collaborations? Oh my gosh. Um, the joy of creation. Yeah. Um, being, you know, just, I think, borrowing other people's moments. Mm. Yeah. You know, I just feel like that's such a gift that they're giving me. It's like amazing just... having it um, <laughs> for someone, you know, I love collaborations because it's amazing to work with yeah. someone else that has skills that you don't have. Yes. Other trades. Yes. You know, and, and almost understanding their world. Um, on a very real level because we have this social media where, you know, it's perceived and there is an element that that is one part of someone's life. But when you're creating a scent, you need to go well deeper than that. Mm. And it's very much bundling the whole story into, into the scent. So I think that's what I really enjoy, getting down to those deeper levels. Yeah. Do you have a dream collaboration that you'd love to do? Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've I've really really love um, Cara. I think you had Cara on one of your podcasts before, Rosenland. Oh, she's been on the Design Files podcast. Oh my yeah. goodness! Yes. So, yeah. look, I just your aesthetic and hers really overlap. So I think I'm if just... you throw it out to the universe, <laughs> it'll probably come your way. I don't know, I'm just I'm very addicted to the way that she sees the world. You know, as soon as I see her images, it's just this immediate rush of feeling, mm. which, you know, that doesn't happen very often. So um, her, but and on an artistic level, uh, Jessica Mowboy, there's oh. just something about her. She's just so, be- like, truly beautiful. And, Close. you know, absolutely. And I've always dreamt of doing a scent um, for her. So maybe if I just throw it out to the universe, oh it will happen. Gosh. You know, you know what call, you actually call me. <laughs> need to do when you get off of, of this um, Zoom meeting? Yeah. You need yeah. to reach out to them because I feel like like how people reach out to you. I just feel like yeah. they they are so perfectly aligned oh, with you. That's lovely. Thank you, Pip. <laughs> so when I was doing like working out what I was going to ask you on this podcast, I went back mm. through my emails to re- find the email that I sent you. Yeah with all my terrible spelling mistakes. Like I can't even spell Mandarin. <laughs> I read that and I was like, oh, my gosh, so appalling. So I'm sorry. <laughs> here fine. you go. This is the email that I sent. Yep. Hey, Amanda, I just <laughs> discovered your super cool business on Instagram and I almost fell off my chair in excitement. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. I used 100. And then I ramble on a lot. And then yep. <laughs> I was like, I want to transport people through fragrance to Morocco. I want the wear to feel inspired, feminine, cool. And then I was like, can you somehow put all of these things in a bottle? And then I list all these things in dot points, which Jess, <laughs> I just read them out to her and she's laughing. I want <laughs> the earthy pink rendered walls, the sunset yep. in the desert, the rose garden of Beldy Country Club, the smell of orange blossom that seems to be everywhere, the deliciousness yep. of preserved lemons on the tagine, the smell of delicate spice in the air, the sound of call to pr- prayer blasting over the rooftops. And you wrote back, yes. And then like it all <laughs> happened and you nailed it. 
Now we have two fragrances, sunrise and sunset, and you literally put all of those things somehow into a bottle, like you took memories and made it. Yeah. Can you tell everyone about the two cents and how they came about? I was, when I first got your message, I just heard Moroccan scent and I just instantly, I was like, yeah, I, I've always wanted to do this, but I've never had a, re- a reason. Yeah. So I'm like, um, yes, I'm all in. And at that moment, I spent hours, like straight after that message, it was doing research. So I, I personally haven't been to Morocco, but it was hours of Googling on the internet of what is Morocco? What does Morocco look like? I want to know. I want to read every single travel journal I can. I want to hear from every single person. And I have pages and pages of notes of the most special parts of um, Morocco. So I think the first sense sunrise, yeah. um, there's this magical moment that everyone talks I'm gonna about. I'm going to smell it at the same time. As, <laughs> I've got a little bottle here. As we... And, you know, yes, travel journalists, they, they crave this moment and they all seek it out. So I thought what, what better moment to capture than this one? And it's the, you know, awakening in the desert amidst Mm -hmm. all the sand dunes and you know when I say sand dunes I mean those melodic flow um, of sand yeah you know it's almost perfectly curated so you're sitting there um, in stillness waiting Mm -hmm. at that moment the sun comes up and brings with it like the most brilliant of colors you know, the most special parts of Mother Nature, the yellows and the oranges and the, you know, the bright pinks and reds and the purples. And can you imagine that of how beautiful? And it's this very experience. It's so intense and so spellbinding and magical. And I thought that that experience can be put into scent. So it's very much about capturing those essences and then figuring out which notes align with that best. So I chose um, vetiver in that scent. Yeah, and what is vetiver? <laughs> yep, so vetiver is, <laughs> it's actually bunch grass, believe yeah. it or not. It has the most intense, warm, dry, leathery, smoky aroma. Yeah. But it it's, comes from its incredible root system. So it's comes from the same family as lemongrass as well, but you wouldn't really know it. Like vetiver's very, very deep, deep note. Um, incredible. So I knew that had to be used because it really does inf- reflect the intensity of that moment. It's a very intense moment of the sunrise. Um, and narrowly was used in there as well. And the reason I used that particular note was because of its hues. You know, it's colour. It's very orange in colour, mm-hmm. which does reflect this, the sunrise as well. What is that um, made of as well? Sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> yep. So narrowly, I thought it was neroli. I have no uh, idea. I think it is neroli, but I live in my own little bubble. And call oh, it no, neroli, no. So. I, have to, I have to. I'm sure. The <laughs> or is it a South, South Australian thing? It might be a South Australian oh, no. yeah, yeah. twang. But that comes from the bitter orange tree. Okay. So it's the um, the white narrowly blossoms, which are steam distilled. Oh. 
I know it's gorgeous process and it gives that very it's very airy and citrusy and it's almost got this green to it as well and like little whispers of honey it's just it's gorgeous yeah yeah it's very light but I chose it for its hues um and we've also got myrrh in there as well which sort of symbolizes richness and you know it's a very rich experience some jasmine and of course rose because who doesn't love rose it's so beautiful um like the moment oh it's so good i just yeah it's lovely here man (laughs) sitting here sniffing the perfumes at the same time now you're gonna have to tell me about sunset 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 is like a complete off i wanted it to be a complete opposite of sunrise like stunning you know not only the scent to be the opposite but to um to really reflect that moment of the sun setting um and to it was sort of born from a very marrakesh vibe as well i wanted it to be that moment where people are sitting on that rooftop you know with friends sipping their mint tea you know overlooking the markets it's very vibrant which is why i put you know the sweet basil in there that's a very you know vibrant scent with lime i wanted it to be fun um but i really wanted to capture that specific moment and the if you look at the bottle of sunset it's very green and pink you know the tink the tincture's green and the label's pink and it really reflects the architecture of that place as well yeah um with its greens and pinks but you know it's that that very moment sitting on the rooftop when the sun's setting and the sky just fills with a million twinkling stars Mm. you know it's very alluring beautiful um magical which i think the scent so clever (laughs) Like oh, so clever and I'm just, you know, it's just so special to have worked with you and it's just amazing. Thank you. I feel very lucky to um, have been able to, uh, for you to trust me, I think, to create these scents. I'm stoked. Um, but to contribute as well and, you know, I think people that have travelled to Morocco will love these scents and people that have always wanted to go they can experience it through these scents as well yeah it's cheaper than a plane ticket <laughs> <laughs> little piece of morocco at home. totally so what does the future hold for rewild co uh let me be 100 percent honest and say i've got no clue like i just <laughs> <laughs> um i i used to make plans and now i don't yeah. And I don't know, I still don't know if that's the right way to do things or not. I, I don't know, but I think you have more fun when you don't. Oh, totally. And you're going to keep growing and doing <laughs> yep. new projects and you yep. can't plan for what you don't know. No. And I think it's just, I know what I like doing. And if I keep saying yes to that, I think everything else will be, will sort of fall into place. That's oh. my plan. <laughs> if oh, I had no. to have one. That's no, that's good. No plan <laughs> is a good plan. Yeah, good. And what's been your what's been your highlight so far? Your career highlight? Oh, I don't really know. Um, Maybe you all of it. All, all of it, but the admin. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my God, that's so funny. Career, <laughs> career highlight: just working with other people that are specialists in what they do. That's yeah. been an absolute career highlight, and being able to do what I love every day. Um, and being in other people's bubbles, that's probably the career highlight. Yeah. And it's kind of cool you're doing it from this tiny town 
and creating <laughs> all, all over the place and um yeah yeah it's but so there's cool. it it's great doing it here because there are very little distractions and when i say distractions i mean synthetic white noise yeah. you know we don't have billboards that capture my attention we don't have you know radio blaring down there's we um it's just very peaceful and it sort of gives space for other things if that makes sense no that totally makes sense i yeah. think i want to move in renovate <laughs> me another house and i'm, I'm coming <laughs> Yours looks pretty beautiful. I've been watching watching the progress. It looks pretty good. So hurry up. Now, what <laughs> advice would you give someone who was wanting to turn their hobby yep. maybe into a full-time gig? Yeah. Or not really. a full-time gig, into a business, yep. I mean, I should say. Really, really good question. Um, one thing, one piece of advice I'd give them is don't get distracted with things that aren't relevant. Mm-hmm. Um and do more of what you love and the rest will come. Yeah. Um, stay true to yourself. Uh, don't, don't try and be anyone else because you're a gift to the world to be you. Um, I think that's it because everything, everything else is small stuff, right? So yeah. that's the yeah. big stuff that matters. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We've now got the jumbled mixed bag. You ready for it? Uh, go. Okay. <laughs> What is the best piece of advice that someone has given you? Oh, my goodness. That's, Sorry, a really, that's a really good question. What's the best piece of advice that someone else has given me? Do you know what? I'm going to say that the best thing, the best advice people have given me is when they don't actually tell me anything but they are just truly themselves. Yeah, because I see I see them and I see them being themselves, and that inspires me to be myself. Oh, that's good. Okay, what yep. to you is the best smell in the world? <laughs> oh, it changes. <laughs> it changes from day to day, but at the moment, my favourite is lemon scented gum, which is native Australian. It's oh. just oh, it's incredible, and it's up in north North Australia, so it's beautiful. If anyone can smell that, highly recommended. Oh, give me some. Have you got your own signature scent? It's coming. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't say anything. Now that's exciting. <laughs> it is. Watch this space. Yep. <laughs> what is one thing that you could never give up? Coffee. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just put, it, put me on a drip. Yep. <laughs> Do you have a secret talent? Uh I actually thought you might ask this. So last night I asked my husband and I said, what's my hidden talent? And he didn't even flinch and he said, shopping on the internet. And I said, that's not hidden, that's just a talent. Like <laughs> I, think, I think I'm truly gifted at that. But oh um, I think maybe bird identification. The what? Bird identification. Oh, my goodness. I know. You're I know. a twitcher. I am such a twitcher oh my god i love that <laughs> i have great. a bird book and binoculars they're vintage and i love them and they come with me everywhere which oh, yeah. drives my family crazy i'm like hang on i think we've seen a bird quick just wait wait five minutes for me to find it <laughs> oh my god that's so good i love that that's a great one what would you tell your younger self oh not everyone's gonna like you so don't don't get hung up on that that's okay it's not it's not the it's not hate, it's just incompatibility. 
Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want, weren't doing what you're doing now, yep. what would you yep. be doing? Oh, sailing on a yacht around the Greek islands, eating food and enjoying myself in the sun. Oh my God, that's amazing. Oh, that I'd be a, what do they call them? A philanthropist. I can't oh. even say it. Oh, that's what I do. I don't, I don't even know what that is, but it sounds good. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. I love his chat. I love your business. And I can't Thank wait you. to see what the future holds for Rewild and for you because um, Thank you. it smells nice and it's looking bright. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Hey, thank you so much for listening and sharing a glass of bubbles with us. Please subscribe if you want to hear more and share it with all your kick-ass businesswomen friends. So until next time, stay fabulous.